All sports, all angles, all the news. The Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Time to talk all the golfing news. And uh, we have Wayne Persky on the line from the Sunshine Coast Golf Centre. Morning, Wayne. How are you? Morning, boys. Really well, thanks. How are you? Oh, very well, thanks. So it's sort of a Christmassy uh, tournament or swing of the US Tour when it goes to Hawaii, doesn't it? They have this sort of Champions Tour first week and then a uh, regular tour event second week. What caught your eye over the uh, Hawaiian swing? Yeah, well, the big boys were uh, on show for the Century, which was the tournament of champions that they've now let... um, anyone that made the Tour Championship play. So we saw Adam Scott play in that, even though he didn't have a victory um, last year. So that was a great week. And then we went back to um, the Sony, which, to be honest, was a pretty poor PGA Tour field. But Mm. this week uh, we're back to the HSBC at PGA West and the the big boys are back out. Um, The big boys of the PGA Tour, I should say, are back out um, with Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm and Xander Schauffele and... Patrick Cantlay, um, uh, the boys are back out, so um, it should be probably pretty close to a, a really good field for the PGA Tour. We'll talk about Adam Scott joining the uh, the Players Advisory Council in a moment here. Wayne, he's had a pretty good start to, to the year 2023. He's looking all right. Yeah, like, good. He's, by his own admission, a, a little bit underdone. You know, he's been home for a little while and doing what happens when you haven't been home for a little while, catching up with mates and family and doing stuff. So probably not as focused on golf as what these guys usually are. Um, although, you know, people from the outside looking in would say that, you know, Adam's working pretty hard, but not PGA Tour hard. So by his own admission, a little bit underprepared. But, um, yeah, the last start, he finished 21st. At one stage, he was knocking on the door for a, a, a top 10 finish um he just said he needs to tighten up his wedges a little bit you know he's driving the ball better than he was last year so you know he's committed to the pga tour as you said he's joined the player advisory council which um that sort of stuff is the you know scotty's very measured with the way that he speaks and and stuff for him to to join the player advisory council after 20 years means that he is 100 percent committed to the pga tour at least for this year so um He's, yeah, he's got a really good golf brain outside of the way that he plays. Um, nudging 60 million US dollars after the century, um, and about sixth on the all time money list. You know, he stayed away from the political stuff, but, you know, his, his advice might be, um, might be pretty good. He's a measured guy. Um, you know, when he speaks, people listen. So I think it's a good idea that he's gone and done that at, at the ripe old age of 42 or 43. One thing he did say that, that stood out for me, Wayne, is uh, he do, he's not interested in lawsuits. He doesn't want to be banging his head against the wall, taking on live. He said he'll leave that for others. He said Rory McIlroy, who he praised for the work he's done, he said Rory wants to do that. He said, but for him, he's only interested in what he can offer the PGA and that tour itself. Yeah, then uh, like I said, you know, when, when Scotty talks, people tend to, to listen because he's not controversial at all. He's just measured and, you know, he doesn't speak without thinking. Some of the, some of the, the comments from Rory and, and stuff this year have been, you know, out of line, talking about Greg Norman and an adult in the room and all that sort of stuff. You'll never hear that sort of stuff from Scotty. He'll be focused on how do they make the PGA Tour better? Um, how do they, you know, at the back end of it, it's the, how do they battle 
this rising phenomenon that is that is live, so that the PGA Tour actually survives and um, and flourishes post post live. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But I know that for a fact that he is 100% focused on winning a major, and that would be the only reason that kept him on the PGA Tour. Um, like he mentioned after you know playing in Hawaii. He's, is just using those tournaments to, to focus towards um, those four tournaments a year that he wants to win. Interestingly enough, uh, I mean, you obviously know him, uh, Wayne, and I expect you, you know, at the very least uh, sort of spoke to him uh, while he was back over here. He's very much his own man, Scott, isn't he? In as much as uh, most outsiders thought uh, he's the prime sort of example as someone who would go to live. Perhaps getting towards the end of his career, close association with Norman, would have been seen to be a coup, so would have been offered a, a lot of money. But uh, did it surprise you in any way, shape or form that he didn't go? Yeah, it... It kind of did because that sort of schedule would suit Scotty. He's a family man. He's got um, three kids and a young baby that, um, you know, playing not as much and being able to stay at home would really appeal to him. But I know for a fact that he thinks that he's a better player than that, than just winning one major. Mm. And I think the the doubt around whether they'd be able to compete, on, you know, he'll play the Masters until he's mm. 60 years old. But... Um, the rest of it is basically on your world ranking. So if he slips outside the, the top 50 in the world, he, he may not be able to compete in those majors moving forward at the moment that the guys are able to. But um, I think that doubt um, means that he's going to stay with the PGA Tour and where the world ranking points are. It does show you that um, you know he's not motivated by money at yeah. all, um, just basically by trying to leave a legacy of more than one major. I mean, he's the first guy that ever won a green jacket for Australia, um, but I think he, he believes that, you know, he's he's got a claret jug in front of him and maybe a US Open or two. Just as a matter of interest, the, uh, I mean, putting aside, you know, Liv not getting world ranking points, that's one issue with the world ranking points, but John Rahm was very critical of the current system, which I think has been tweaked in recent times in terms of world ranking points. He said his victory in that sort of, you know, Tournament of Champions, uh, whatever it's called, in the first week in the Hawaii Swing should account for more than it did. Um, have you got an idea what the uh, what the beef is with the world ranking points, and do you agree with it? Yeah, I think it's it's it, it is really heavily weighted towards the PGA Tour, but not in terms of the weight of the field. So, mm. I think what John Rahm is saying is, if if you had thirty people um, that are mostly winners of of a tournament on the PGA Tour, and if they haven't won, they're at least in the top 30 on the PGA Tour, that that's a pretty tough tournament to win and hard to qualify for. So the world ranking points should be quite high. Um, and, you know, with John Rahm winning the Spanish Open and a few other things, you know, he's still not... He's been clearly the best player in the world for the last six months, but is still not ranked number one in the world. So um, there needs a shake-up. I think that... Um, you know, the board of the world ranking points, the official world golf ranking needs to uh, get someone on there that's a bit neutral, not, mm. the, not the heads of all the other tours. Mm. And, um, you know, they have to sort out the, the live golf thing, um, whether live need to jump through a few hoops to do that or whatever. It, it, it needs to have some weight in it. We can't have the likes of Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka not playing in those big events. It, it means too much to the fans. So... It would be good if the um, official world golf ranking would sort itself out. I mean, for example, the guys that play on the, the Japanese golf tour, so the third biggest tour in the world, 
play for around 12 to 14 points a week, with the PGA Tour being about 26 points a week. So you could you could literally win 30 events in a row and still not quite get to world number one. So it's not really fair the way it's 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 weighted. But um, you know, f- field quality would be a, an ideal way to do it. We saw some action on the DP World Tour last weekend from Abu Dhabi, Wayne. It was a team's event. It was the Hero Cup, the first time we've held the, the tournament or seen the tournament. Uh, won by Continental Europe over Great Britain and Ireland. It was pretty much uh, the Ryder Cup format. And I think a lot were thinking it could have been a, a Ryder Cup trial for later in the year. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, this, this is the sort of stuff that fans really like to watch. So... Being that it's the first one, um, bit of a trial. Uh, I'm sure that if they stick with it, and the thing about the Ryder Cup um, and even the President's Cup to some degree is it's got it's got history behind it. So, being the first one, it's a bit of a trial. Not you know people will enjoy watching the good players play match play and watching the good players play foursomes and different formats. But um, once it gets a little bit of history and a little bit of um, fire behind it. it it's it's a great concept and it's good for um fans to watch not just four rounds stroke you know that's mm. um it's becoming it's you know the the main thing that i see when i'm looking at social media and stuff is people are a bit sick of the standard four round stroke um you know as it gets close to the end of the tournament there's less players on on the course and a lot more fill in between, um, you know, with birds in trees and trickling brooks, and then you know, getting getting sort of pumped with golf ads and things is um, we've got to do we've got to do better. We've got to sort of think outside the box and how we make golf exciting on TV because at the end of the day, that's the package, that's what pays the bills. So. Um, you know, the PGA Tour have promised that they would look at it and that, that, that this year's would be different. But from what I've seen so far, it's just a lot of the same stuff. So things like the, um, the Hero Challenge uh, are good for us to watch because all the guys are on the course at the same time. And, uh, you know, playing match play is obviously popular. Good on you, Wayne. Always a pleasure. We'll catch up next week to talk more golf. Look forward to it, boys. Enjoy your week. There he is, Wayne Persky from the Sunshine Coast Golf Centre.